Good Wednesday morning, everybody. My name is Anthony Grossi, and let's jump right into the most important news and notes from in and around college athletics. The latest from embattled Wichita State head men's basketball coach Greg Marshall, quote, In response to the allegations put forward in the media, I simply state unequivocally that I have never physically struck a player or colleague. Allegations claiming otherwise are false. It is important that the investigation conclude its work without outside influence. An unrelenting character assassination by a member of the media that repeatedly targets me and my family threatens to undermine the impartiality of the investigation. However, in the same exact article from the Wichita Eagle, the Eagle independently contacted five former players who asked to remain anonymous, who said that Marshall punched Morris in the back of the head and that the coach put his hands around the throat of assistant coach Lindstead. The Eagle also points out that no public support has come from members of the 2015-16 or 2016-17 squads when the alleged physical altercations took place. More developments at William & Mary as a group of faculty members are now calling for a new strategic plan for the athletic department as well as a new governance model for tribe sports. A reworked strategic plan proposal calls for no involvement of outside consultants, a reinstatement of the seven programs planned to be eliminated, an accredited audit of the department's finances, plus an independent Title IX review. The proposal has been forwarded to the Faculty Assembly for presentation to University President Catherine Rowe and the Board of Visitors. Extra Points Matt Brown reacts to the Knight Commission's latest survey results from yesterday, writing, quote, So at the end of the day, you have administrators all agreeing that they want big, transformative changes. But when those changes directly impact their own school or their peers, there's not much of a consensus. This is a great time to reevaluate the current NCAA model from membership to governance to bylaws. Amid this chaos, now would be a good time as any to try and rebuild college athletics to be more fair to all parties and be better aligned to institutional missions. But that will require big changes, not just big changes to the other guys. Are the stakeholders really willing to do that? Sports Business Journal's Michael Smith reports Learfield IMG College's ticketing and seating business used the last eight months of the pandemic to reinvent itself as more of a data collection and analysis business. And as a byproduct has helped partner departments save $3.6 billion in ticket revenue by converting what would have been refunds into donations for the athletic department. Executive Vice President Jake Bai, who oversees the unit, saying, quote, In a strange way, I'm grateful for the opportunity to reinvent ourselves that last eight months. Ticketing has changed dramatically and selling season tickets is harder than ever. Things like group tickets, creative pricing, deep studies into the secondary market, we've been able to dig into more. In the latest Return to Action notes, Stanford football can practice on campus, effective today with Santa Clara County moving to orange tier status. New Mexico hoops teams are allowed to start practices. New Mexico states, however, are not. The Aggies have yet to get a written COVID-19 safety plan approved by the state. Boston College men's basketball gets the green light to start practice up to 20 hours per week. Charlotte men's basketball has been forced to suspend activities after a COVID-19 cluster of seven cases. Due to a cluster of positives on the Yale men's hockey team, the Bulldogs have reverted from Phase 2 to Phase 0 of the three-tiered Ivy League plan to resume activities. Around the league, Phase 0 teams include Columbia, Penn, and Princeton. Phase 1 includes Brown and Cornell, while Dartmouth and Harvard are in Phase 2. The current working assumption for attendance at indoor college sporting events in Kentucky is 15% capacity this winter. Schools can submit a plan different than this should they choose to do so. Idaho State Athletic Director Pauline Theros goes with former Northern Arizona SWA Robin Sharp as the new Senior Associate Athletic Director for Internal Operations and Sports Performance and Senior Woman Administrator in Pocatello. 
Sharp previously served as Associate AD for Student Athlete Services and SWA at Oregon State and as Assistant Commissioner of the Big East Conference. Vermont swimming and diving student athlete Madeline Kovacs took to Instagram to share a screenshot of an email she wrote in support of her teammate, Kendall Ware, who was allegedly raped by a men's basketball student athlete. In the letter, she demands the resignation of Catamounts Athletic Director Jeff Shulman and Associate Athletic Director for External Affairs and Communications, Krista Bala, in part writing, quote, We no longer feel safe under your jurisdiction. We do not believe in you. I firmly believe that you can ensure your student athlete's safety and well-being by leaving your job as athletic administrators. Ohio State will pay $5.8 million to settle lawsuits brought by two dozen additional survivors of sexual abuse by then-team doctor Richard Strauss. This brings OSU's total settlements to $46.7 million for 185 survivors so far. Nearly 400 men have sued the school for issues related to the late Strauss. That is all, and thank you for listening to your D1T5 for October 14th. We'd love to hear your feedback on the show. You can let us know by replying to your daily D1 ticker email or messaging us on social media at D1 ticker. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates on what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. My name is Anthony Grossi, and we will see you this afternoon.